Hello and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and cybersecurity news. Today we will be discussing a data breach you may have heard of if you're a video game fan, and more specifically a fan of the series Grand Theft Auto. A long-awaited sequel to GTA V, GTA VI, was recently announced by Rockstar Games. But you may recall before then, a little over a year ago, footage from the in-development sequel was leaked by a kid using an Amazon Fire Stick. But the story is crazier than it sounds, so let's just get right into it. An 18-year-old hacker I have opted not to name in this episode was not only known for hacking Rockstar Games, the developers of the GTA series, but NVIDIA, a well-known producer of graphics cards, and Uber, a popular ride-sharing service. He was part of the hacking group Lapsus, which I have discussed pretty early on in this podcast. In fact, while he was on bail for hacking NVIDIA, he managed to hack Rockstar Games. The team was staying in a hotel room under police protection without a proper computer. All he had was the hotel room's Amazon Fire Stick and a newly purchased smartphone keyboard and mouse, according to a BBC report. This, obviously, violated his bail, and he was caught while the City of London Police searched his hotel room and found the unauthorized devices. So how do you hack anyone with an Amazon Fire Stick? The full technical details of how he pulled off the attack are unknown. Trust me, I tried to find them. However, he did manage to break into Rockstar's corporate Slack channels. It's likely that from here he was able to find content related to the development of GTA 6, such as links to internal code repositories, demos, and images posted by employees. Eventually, he began making threats in the Slack channel to leak the source code if he was not paid a multi-million dollar ransom in exchange. Obviously, he was not paid up, as 90 videos from the still-in-development GTA 6 were leaked to a GTA fan forum called GTA Forums. The footage showed multiple segments of gameplay, including the first, at the time unknown, female playable character, robbing a restaurant, and it revealed that the setting was Vice City Metro, which was based on the real-life city of Miami. Both of these pieces of information were later confirmed recently when Rockstar Games released the official GTA 6 trailer, though at the time, forum users questioned the validity of the leak and pressed the attacker for more evidence. He did not do this, which left some doubtful. However, Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier tweeted confirming the leak was real, according to some insider sources at Rockstar Games. A small amount of screenshots from the source code for GTA 6 were leaked, but not the entire thing. According to Bleeping Computer, on Christmas Eve, the source code for GTA 5 was also leaked, a little over a year after the initial hack. The leaker of the GTA 5 source code claims he's paying homage to the Lapsus hacker who leaked the GTA 6 videos. The attacks do appear to be unrelated. Despite threats to leak the full official GTA 6 source code, this never happened outside of some screenshots despite it being advertised on Telegram. The teen hacker was instead arrested by police again after being caught using the unauthorized electronics and violating his bail conditions. The hacker was deemed unfit to stand trial due to severe autism, so the jury, instead of being asked to determine innocence or guilt, had to determine whether he actually pulled off these hacks, regardless of criminal intent. Obviously, I cannot say how this kid's autism has affected his life, but would like to reiterate that most autistic people live relatively normal lives and don't go on to repeatedly hack million-dollar companies. 
I myself am autistic and know plenty of other autistic people in technology who are passionate people but would still never commit repeated attacks on this scale. There may be some stigma associated with autism and that may create an unfair bias. However, his behavior did reflect a lack of remorse as well. He was allegedly violent while in custody, reportedly damaging objects and injuring others, and he continued to insist that he fully intends to return to illegal hacking as soon as possible. And given his history of repeatedly returning to illegal hacking, I completely believe him. In August of 2023, a jury found that he did indeed commit cyber attacks against Rockstar Games, as well as Nvidia and Uber, other companies targeted by Lapsus. One controversial part of his sentence, and one that I believe a lot of people are misunderstanding, is that he was indefinitely sentenced to a secure hospital. I've seen some people interpret this as a life sentence to a mental institution, but this is not really the case. During his sentence, he will see a therapist and be reassessed. If it is deemed that he has been rehabilitated and is safe to be released to the public, he will be released. He could be there for the rest of his life, he could be there for years, or just months. But currently, he's likely dealing with mental health struggles, shows no remorse or intent to stop committing these crimes, and has acted out violently. This still may seem harsh, because GTA 6 is just a video game, and you could argue that the only ones harmed was a corporation and not actual people. However, you have to consider his other attacks against Uber and Nvidia, which did cause harm to real people. Especially in the case of Uber, where personally identifiable information on drivers was leaked that will leave them with a lingering threat of identity theft for the rest of their lives. Morality aside, he did violate several laws. And not only was he caught doing so, he continued to commit these crimes while under police custody. I believe there were a lot of factors that went into deciding his sentence. I don't know the kid personally, and I'm definitely not a lawyer or a judge, I'm just someone who talks about cybersecurity. So, it's hard for me personally to say whether this is fair. I do think that, although he committed a lot of cybercrimes, that he's still a kid. He still has opportunities to use his talents in beneficial ways in the future, and I do hope that he is able to do so without harming others, and is eventually released when he no longer possesses a danger to society or those around him. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and another thanks to Forbes, the BBC, Business Insider, Bleeping Computer, The Guardian, and The Verge. Let me know what you think about this case. Reach out to me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Mastodon, or Blue Sky to talk about it. All links to my social media are in my paste bin, as are all my sources. Always. And until next time, stay secure.